Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 437, Friday Forum. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell, and yesterday I just happened to be wearing my Zelda Triforce t-shirt when I learned the news that The Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess is coming to Oklahoma City next year, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'm excited to be back with a new installment of the Friday Forum. Well, hey there. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Welcome to Friday, and I hope that you have had a fantastic week. I often wonder, because I sit down and I greet you on Monday mornings or whenever you listen to the show on Monday, and then I'm back on Friday, and I wonder, what's going on in your life over the last few days during that period of time? My life has been crazy. It's been busy. It's been awesome, and so many little things have happened, and family stuff, and so many things. And so anyway, I hope you've had a great week, whatever it has been filled with. I hope it's been good. And I hope you're ready for a good weekend ahead. Let's get it kicked off today, though, with our fun fact. And it was on this day in 1998 that the final episode of Seinfeld aired on NBC. I watched it live. Did you? Well, here are some fun facts about Seinfeld. For that final episode, a 30-second commercial cost $2 million. That final episode, I mentioned I watched it. Well, it was watched by 76.3 million viewers, placing it fourth all-time of the most-watched TV show series finales. Number one is MASH with 105.9 million. Number two is Cheers, which I watched that one, 84.4 million. Number three is The Fugitive with 78 million viewers. This is interesting, I think, anyway. Megan Mullally and Rosie O'Donnell both read for the part of Elaine. And Steve Buscemi, Nathan Lane, and Danny DeVito were all considered for the role of George. And, lastly, it was originally titled The Seinfeld Chronicles, but it got switched because ABC was already planning a series called The Marshall Chronicles. Alright, well, I can tell you that today's episode is certainly not about nothing. It's a good episode today, and uh, I tell you what, we're just going to get right into it. So today we have a first-time contributor by the name of Mike. Take it away, Mike. Hey there, Friday Forum listeners. My name is Mike, and I've been leading my passion since I was about 10 years old. Recently, I've had a couple of experiences that have led me to ask some questions, the answers to which have given me deeper insight, and I wanted to share with you. A few weeks back, I saw that there were some clean dishes on the sink, and as I was already busy with work, and I noticed that the kids were sitting on the couch just watching TV, I asked the kids to pack the dishes away, and I went back to my office. A couple of hours later, when I came out of my office, I saw that the dishes were still sitting there on the sink. If you're a parent, I'm sure this comes as absolutely no surprise to you. But I decided to ask my kids why no one had packed them away like I'd asked. I have three kids, 
my daughter pointed out that she washed the dishes and felt that she'd already contributed and that one of her brothers should do the work. My younger son declared that he did not know where any of the dishes belonged, which is probably a lie, and that both of his siblings had experience doing the job and so it would be easier for one of them to do it. My elder son had not been responsible for using any of the dishes in the first place, and so he felt that it was unfair that he should have to clean up after the other two and that the responsibility laid with them. Now, I immediately saw the problem, and I'm embarrassed to admit that it was familiar from my own experiences. I work from home for a company that's internationally distributed, and for a variety of reasons, we don't have a traditional internal management structure. Some months ago, the owner of the company came into one of our video conference meetings, and he pointed out a flaw in the way that we were working. We all agreed that the flaw was real, and it was something that we needed to fix. We ended the meeting, and we all went back to work. A week later, when the boss came back into our next meeting, he asked what steps we'd taken towards resolving the issue that he'd pointed out. We all stood in silence waiting for somebody else to step forward and talk. And to our embarrassment, no one did. So what happened? Well, in both cases, responsibility was assigned to a group. That group had no internal structure to ensure that its responsibilities were met. And every member of the group assumed that somebody else within the group would take on that responsibility. It turns out that this is a well-known phenomenon. When I went looking for it, it's called the diffusion of responsibility. You may have also heard it, heard it referred to as the bystander effect or simply someone else's problem. Starting in 1968, John Daly and Bib Latane, probably butchered that name, ran a series of experiments to show the effect of group size on any one individual's decision to intervene during an emergency. And the results are kind of astounding. 85% of participants responded by intervening to an emergency when they were alone. That number drops to just 62% of participants taking action when there was someone else there. That means a person standing next to you makes it 23% less likely that you're going to act. And that goes all the way down to 31% of participants taking action when there are just four other bystanders. What's happening here? Well, it turns out that when a group of people reaches a certain size, each individual feels le less personal responsibility for potential failure. Additionally, as the group size goes up, each individual increasingly feels that there is probably somebody else within the group who is better equipped to deal with the problem than they are. This becomes a huge problem when every participant in the group feels the same way. No one takes any action and the group remains unmoving and nobody feels responsible. How do you combat this effect? Well, if you're the one assigning responsibility to the group, you should be sure to assign responsibility to an individual within that group and not just the group as a whole. That increases the personal responsibility that individuals feel, and it makes them more likely to see the assigned task all the way through to completion. Even if they hand it off to somebody else within the group, they don't necessarily have to do the work, but they will still more likely to make sure that it gets done. And this is what I should have done with my kids. Rather than treating my kids as a nebulous blob of individuals that is capable of self-organizing and figuring things out on their own, I should have just picked one of them and asked them to do the job. Now, that's not always possible. In the age of the internet, sometimes the group of people you're trying to assign responsibility to are relatively anonymous. But there is another way to combat this, and it comes from inside the group. As a participant, as somebody in the group, you have to actively fight the urge to not act. You have to step up. You have to take on a leadership role. You have to actually 
get involved. When somebody assigns responsibility to the group, take on that responsibility. Whether or not you're going to be the one that actually does the work, you can still be involved in making sure that the work gets done. Despite the name, self-organization isn't something that just happens. It requires some within the group to take on those leadership roles and responsibilities. Sometimes the very act of moving, of actually taking action in the first place, is enough to spur others within the group to action as well. I want to bring this back around to the Friday Forum and the reason that I'm making this recording. Week after week, I've heard the call go out for contributions to the Friday Forum, and I've thought to myself, yeah, that's something that I could probably contribute to. Now, this started sometime late last year, and to date, I'd still not made a single contribution. And then, in a recent episode, I heard Daryl mention that the contributions to the Friday Forum were very sparse this year, and that the future of the segment was in doubt. Now, the Stuff I Learned Yesterday crew put out a call day after day, week after week. They assign us, the listeners, the responsibility of providing content for the Friday Forum. We are a relatively anonymous group. I don't really see what else they could do. And here I was, a potential contributor, sitting back and assuming that someone else would be more qualified or be better able or have more time to contribute. Well, not today. Today, I've decided to contribute. I've decided to step up. And this is my call to everyone else out there as well. When the Stuff I Learned Yesterday team say they want you to contribute to the Friday Forum, they mean you. Look in the mirror, say your name, that's who they're talking about. There is no one more qualified. There is no one in a better position. It's possible that next week, if you're not able to send in a contribution, no one else was able to either. Anyway, that's it from me this week. Hopefully I've encouraged some of you to take action. Hopefully I've kicked myself into gear and I can continue to take action. Don't just be a passive listener. Keep learning, keep living, take responsibility, and share. Wow. What an excellent contribution, Mike. And uh, loved your shout out to yesterday's episode with Carrie that you gave there at the beginning of your episode. I loved yesterday's episode with Carrie. It was one of those that really struck a chord with me. And I'm guessing it did with you too, since you mentioned it. But I love your contribution today. And it's really interesting. Um, I did mention, I don't know if it was this week or if it was last week, maybe it was last Friday. I'm not sure when I mentioned it, that you know, we weren't getting a lot of Friday Forum contributions and that the future of the segment was in doubt, at least in terms of would it be monthly or what would happen with it. And several of you, I got multiple people that responded to that either via email or here or on Facebook or what have you. Uh, and so that at least appreciated the fact that you guys are listening. Because honestly, sometimes I wonder if when I get to that point that you go, I've, I hear this every day, I'll hit my you know forward 30 second button until he's not talking about the Friday forum anymore. And I'm sure that goes on with some folks. But I tell you what, to hear you say that, I think it's true. I think we are all guilty of that. And I appreciate you sending that in. Here's the thing, though, Mike, I picked your contribution for today without knowing what you were talking about. Because I had four contributions come in this week. Yeah, fantastic, right? And I picked yours because of the length. I knew that it would fill an entire episode, and that gave me three for the future. And you're a first-time contributor. And so I always try to give um, dibs or preference, whatever, to those who have never contributed before. So then I fired it up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a cool episode. So... Anyway, thank you for sharing that. And I think that is a principle that all of us, all of us, myself included, can take and apply 
uh, when we're parenting. <laughs> I think that was good in the work environment and then turn it onto ourselves internally. Some really good principles that you uh, shared with us today. So thank you, Mike, for doing that. Thank you for calling in. And if you have never contributed to the Friday Forum, you've thought about it and you said, oh, somebody else is going to do it or what have you, why don't you do that? I know I said I got four and now I'm down to three, but just because we have some in the mailbag is no excuse. Go ahead and send it in and we will bank that sucker just like I have the three banked for next week and we'll use it. So don't delay. Send that in. You can be a contributor to the Friday Forum by going over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. There you'll find a variety of ways that you can contribute from typing something out to recording it right there on our website or even attaching an audio file. Or you can call the voice feedback line. It goes straight to voicemail. You just talk on the phone and it records it. That number is 304-837-2278. And again, I would love to have you as a contributor to a future episode of the Friday Forum. All right, well, that's going to bring us to a close today and uh, bring us into the weekend. For me, here's what I'm doing this weekend. My weekend project is to do some research with my son because our summer project is we're buying a little computer called a Raspberry Pi. It's a little $35 computer, and we're going to find an old video game arcade cabinet, one of those upright cabinets that you would go to the arcade and play video games in. And we are going to make our own video game arcade cabinet for our upstairs room. So we're going to we're going to do all that this summer, but we're starting the research this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. So anyway, whatever you have planned this weekend, I hope you have a great time. I'll be back here next week on Monday for a new episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And as always, I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate a review in iTunes by going to GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash iTunes.